Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome in to the PHNX Rising Podcast. Hello, appreciate you guys joining us here on a Tuesday, 6 p.m. You know, the usual time frame, a little post-Thanksgiving action. Of course, my name is Max Simpson, and I'm thankful for not being joined by Mr. Owen Evans. We've already had plenty of that guy. He's out on a well-deserved vacation, I will say that. Uh, call a vacation in air quotes for uh, those of you who are listening on audio. But I am joined by Mr. One and Only, Jake Anderson. How we doing, buddy? Good to see you again, man. Last Good time I you. saw you, I, uh, well, obviously the trophy, Sally. But before that, <laughs> good old uh, final, USL Championship final, trophy lifting. Oh, Dear gosh, man, that was uh, that was something. I'm still trying to, man. It seems like wh- what are we now? We're now now like a little two weeks removed. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. What is it? What's today? The someone, 20... someone, someone, someone do like a what? What the is 28th, a twenty per- eighth? Yeah, it's who, been. Uh... Who handles maps? Is a cartog? No, it's a cartographer. Is that for maps? I don't know what a calendar person is, but I'm not that person. But it seems about two weeks, uh, two weeks removed. It still feels surreal. I still. I still can like really like remember the fans going nuts in Charleston celebrating rumor has it. We may have popped champagne bottles. Someone may have the confetti still from the match. We're feeling great, man. Some dead grass in here too. That's just, that's just par for the course. That's just par for the course. We love that. Um, No, man, this will be fun. Uh, Again, Jake, Stepping in valiantly, uh, deputizing for Mr. Owen Evans. But yeah, we got a ch- we got a live chat in here, right? Evan, all asking why it's so late. Listen, man, you know us. We're we're not we're not a timely show. Paul six twelve. Listen, we're here. Better better late than never, as some uh, might say. I do like Sean in the chat. Petition to get a star over the pod logo. Ooh, listen, I like there that. have been requests for that, and I will say this: Listen, we y'all lobbied hard. We helped. Uh, you know, we worked with uh, the All City Crew. Shout out again, Eric, and everyone on the on the um, design team. Everything making the shirt ended up launching because Rising One. I'm gonna I'm gonna lobby for the star. Um, we'll see how many changes retroactively that may happen. And goodness gracious, that might get to some. Uh, that might get to some not hot water, but I might have, you know that might get a feisty discussion. But hey. I am happy to put in the ask. I will be that guy to put in the ask. Um, Scott asking what's with the beard. Has Max gone Amish? Oh boy. Um, yeah, people did say I, I look like a like a like a like a like a young Abe Lincoln. I don't know what to <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. But I've gotten many comments. Um, yeah, since it's shaved, you know, I tried the soul patch, tried the mustache, and uh, you know, we're just kind of on the road to recovery of the next two three weeks, trying to wait this out. But uh, here we go. But no, we got a fun show for you guys tonight. Um, Right, kind of alluded to those of you who are diehards um, in Discord as well as put in on Twitter. Last week, right, we did our end of the season awards, right? So naming everyone from MVP, um, most clutch player, all different positional players, all those things. Really what we're looking to do for the offseason, both, you know, Jake, when Owen's back, really, um, you know, throughout all these episodes, we're really looking to paint a, a picture of what Rising's offseason looks like. So that's what starts tonight, right? Really getting into who are some of those players who are just irreplaceable in Phoenix Rising's eyes, who we want them to bring back, who are must to bring back. Then it's going to get into, you know, as we get closer um, to the holidays, maybe a little bit of like wish lists of who, you know, positions that Rising can bolster. And then as we actually see this team's re-signing players, bringing new players in, we're going to see, see this team actually take shape for next season. And it's going to be less speculation and hoping kind of like what we're going to be doing tonight but we're actually going to get into okay what does this team look like in its championship defense 
season going back for two. That feels good to say, but it starts tonight, my guy. The the job as we as we've been talking about all year, saying the job's not done, job's not mm-hmm. done. The job did get done mm-hmm. this year, but mm-hmm. but there's a but there's a but. But how freaking awesome would it be Ooh. if they if they took care of business to defend the mm. title at home? Because mm. real quick, who's the last USL team to win the final at home? Is it was it Louisville in eighteen? Who won in nineteen? Oh man, was it Monarchs? Is that when Monarchs won? Monarchs might have won at home, Sounds but right. Orange County won it on the road. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Phoenix Rising won it on the road. San, that was the San Antonio last year. Good shout. So I mean. I, I want to see Phoenix do it at home. That's the last one. I want to see 10,000 plus standing room, right? I, I want to see that for the first time. I want to know I want to know what it's like to be in Arizona when an Arizona team wins at home. Because mm-hmm. that hasn't happened, you know, all that much, let alone in a long time. Yeah. Man, one, 100%. I also, really quick before, uh, we will get into um, kind of those irre- irreplaceable players, right? That's something we will get into in the heart of the show. There's a lot of comments, right? I'll just address the the uh, elephant in the room that apparently keeps growing bigger by the day. You know, people are asking about the tattoo, what all that looks like. Um, I'll, I'll be very transparent. It will happen. It will happen. Uh, I'm not trying to dodge it. Don't, definitely not trying to delay it and hope people forget it. That's definitely not my style. But um, I was told this was the show. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you a tattoo artist? Could be. Todd, Todd was showing me a few uh, <laughs> a few things off camera. Oh, man. No, we um. the caveat with that is we, we are going to make this a diehard exclusive event. So, again, shameless plug. Uh, if you're not a diehard, become one at phnxlogger.com. That will be the only way um, to see me getting a tattoo in full. We're really just working out the details, right, of like on our crew. We got to make sure the day works, everything like that. Then logistically, we have to see um, really what that looks like if we're going, um, you know, the setup remote studio someone coming in right we have to just kind of work all that out so it will happen during the off season um i will i'm not dodging it it will happen the, it literally an angry mob will show up at my doorstep if it doesn't happen so trust me uh, i'm not dodging you guys uh maybe just delaying it a bit but um anyway before we get into <clears throat> those irreplaceable players we have our list uh, let's kind of get into some rising news, right? We did see <clears throat> um, over the past week that, you know, Phoenix Rising, they're doing a little bit of traveling, right? And, uh, oh, Jake, you saw this coming, right? Uh, well, we saw that uh, they're not just going, uh, you know, they're not just a, a USL championship, the national champions of a USL championship. They're also making their ways overseas, going to little Italy. And what club did they go to in Italy, Mr. Jake Anderson? Uh, they want to go see Juventus. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, we actually have a little bit of a graphic up there showcasing, uh, you know, we got, we got Juan Guerra, Bobby Dooley, Brent McCarthy, um, you know, all these guys. They're going over. Do you know who to... the Juventus man is, though? Oh, goodness. Man, you got to help me out. You got to help me out there. So I, I actually need to ask Juan about this because I want to know how he knows this, but how he knows him. That's Claudio Chiellini. Ooh. So Giorgio is the player. Okay, that's, yes. So that's of that's, course that's the brother, right? Everyone knows who Giorgio Chiellini is, but that's Claudio Chiellini. Hmm. So I kind of want to know <laughs> where their paths crossed or who knows what. But obviously, Juventus is one of the biggest teams in the world. Yeah. Um. So I, I like to see them going to the north of Italy. Um. I prefer the south, obviously, but I, I do like that they're going over there. Maybe they're they're learning some things from the big guys. Hopefully, not not everything that Juventus does. Yeah. But hopefully, they come back with some talent. 
Oh man, I mean, it's it's right. You know, you're even you're you're going over right. It said it said you know tweeted by a USL Championship, and we you know we saw Mongera um, posting pictures on his own personal Twitter of right uh, visiting their training facility and everything like that. I mean, we've seen this team even in last offseason, right? They're going, they're playing, um, you know, friendlies. They're in Mexico. They're having you know a bit of the that hey, we're looking to work globally. What does that look like, you think, from like training in a different environment, training overseas? How do you think that can help this team? I think it just comes down to talent acquisition. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just saw basically all the new, right? They brought in, what, 17 new guys this year? Yeah. Most of them were of, you know, South American descent, whether it was was Colombia, whether it was Venezuela, Brazil, Argentina. Um, Obviously, there was some Mexican talent in there as well, North American side. I think now... Because Fede was one that you brought over um, who had some European, a lot of European uh, experience. So I think they're looking for maybe some players that are potentially on the higher end. Because Oh, sure. From what, I, from what I've heard, I've heard that Juan wants to replenish this team and not just not just fill in a guy. It's, oh, yeah. it's, we want this position to be better than last year. We need to get a better guy for that position. So Because really, at that point, the team's not with them. Oh, yeah. So this has to be this has to be scouting. This has to be networking with coaches and 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 maybe trying to find a way to get maybe some better European players some playing time over here. Maybe this is loan options. I mean, yeah. this is all speculation, but the, this is what I would assume you would do on a European tour. Yeah, you know, it's um it's something where if you're looking from Phoenix Rising's perspective, right? I mean, we've seen this entire team was made up essentially from scratch. Very few players brought back, you know, um, it was very much built from the ground up. And you kind of saw that with a lot of signings, guys who had had lead experience, but even guys, right, who came from alternative leagues. You see, you know, have a Daniel Crutzen, a John Stenberg, many other guys who they came from outside the USL Championship. And I think you don't just look at this from Phoenix Rising's perspective. You look at USL Championship as a whole, and really, you can really even forecast this to, you know, the greater ecosystem of um, the American soccer landscape. But, these clubs, while they are, you know, definitely looking to sell on in a lot of ways, they're also looking to bring in top talent and not just say, hey, it's, you know, you always, you know, hear from a lot of different um, leagues like, hey, um, people have a, a notion of how um, American soccer, wherever it's in the pyramid, um, or excuse me, not the pyramid, but the different uh, tiers and all that stuff, how the style is, what the level of competition is. But you see the investment that you know clubs are trying to make within USL Championship. You see where Phoenix Rising is one of those preeminent teams. It makes a lot of sense to kind of scout internationally because they're trying to be a destination market. And you kind of look at Phoenix within the landscape, coupled with their track record in the league, and now you couple in an actual championship. Man, that really helps to make your case for players who maybe they're not getting as much playing time overseas. Maybe they're looking to move up kind of the ladder within their own careers. It's not happening within, um, you know, the country or the league that they're in. Really stands for a nice opportunity. And this is just some quick transfer marked research. Please, I, please. I, know, I, I, lo- I love good transfer Let's go. I know nothing about Claudio uh, Chiellini in terms of sure. what he's done in his career. But just looking at the last 10 years of his coaching tenure, he's the Juventus lone player manager, the under-23 team coordinator. He was the sporting director for Pisa, which is another team. But came back to Juve. Now he is the Juventus next-gen technical director. Mm-hmm. I say all that because everything you said echoes the fact that this sounds like it's the guy that would send maybe a youngster who's going to get no playing time in Italy and goes, eh, 
why don't you go maybe spend some time in 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 the United States? Oh sure. And it, it could be the same thing we thought was going to happen to Rocco at the beginning of this year. We all thought, I mean, personally, I, did, I thought Rocco was going to get recalled oh, yeah. mid-season because oh, yeah. his team was going to need him. Sure. A similar thing could happen here, too, to where this player gets called back in Italy or spends the next you know 2024 season here and then goes back to Italy at the end of the rising season, mm-hmm. which would be halfway through the European season. So I just wanted to get everyone excited for a Loney that might not actually happen. But this is who... Juan was talking to. No, and I think that's that's the beautiful thing of like like to your point, what you're saying. This team, you already kind of see the DNA that Juan Guerra liked to bring in, and he brought in all of his players. But it's very much in the second season. It's kind of seeing who fit the mold, who can be depth, and if you and if you know, not everyone's going to fit. Other people are going to move on based on you know what we'll get into later in the pod of just um, people excelling in their own careers. They're probably going to move on to greener pastures. We'll call it what it is. So you have to bring in new people, and I think having that targeted profile of not just saying we want depth or we want a pacey winger or someone who can pass out of the back. Those are very important things, and these are just attributes I'm throwing out. But it's very much getting calculated of how can you play within a certain system what are some of your off-ball tendencies things like that where this is now in the second year well i mean really 2.5 like right the second full season but the third season that Juan Guerra has been in charge of some capacity of this club you're now starting to see the dividends of how they can keep building upon a system upon a system getting the right profiles in place and this is where you're kind of playing with with gravy at this point I agree. And then yeah. just to respond to Michael's point about Rocco, I it, I thought his club would just say, hey, we want you back. Yeah. And at that point, Rising has nothing mm-hmm. they can do about it if the lo- right to recall on the loan was there. But obviously, I mean, all appreciative that Rocco didn't go anywhere. We're we we right we complaining. We so, complaining over here. But I hope they can bring Rocco back. Um, I, I, I don't know if they can. I really hope they can, though. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting, man. It's uh, It was cool. I'll say it was cool to see when they made the visit. We'll see what other things they have in store, what gets announced in the near future. But um, it's just it's nice to see this club, whoever staff they're sending, kind of kind of expanding the profile, not just nationally, internationally as well. And uh, the last bit I'll say on the scouting front is I, I was speaking to Juan as we were you know walking through the airport on our way back. I happened to be on the flight with with Juan. There was three different flights for the team, mm. and Juan was telling me it's it's a good problem to have that they were behind in this whole thing because they had to focus on a final, mm-hmm. right? Like oh yeah, while every other team has nothing else <laughs> to do, they prepare for their next oh, yeah. seasons while Rising is preparing for their championship final match. He said, obviously, they weren't able to go as hard as they would have if they were out of the playoffs. Not that they hadn't started, but now. And that's why you're seeing it so quickly after the final. It's kind of like, oh, did Juan take any time off? Like, he'd have no time. The time off was the, was your playoff time. Mm-hmm. And you used it to win a, win a trophy, which no one's complaining about. Not at all. But this is, this is what they're going to be doing now. They're going to be doing this for the next two months. And I know January 15th, they want to get things started. They want to start preseason two weeks Ooh. earlier than they did last year. Oh, Let's go, man. L- l- listen, I know a lot of other sports like preseason, throwaway, whatever. I, it's also crazy, especially like the season literally ended <laughs> in November and we're literally going to be running it back. Oh, that's soon. I love it. I, I'm, I get it. And I, I get that. Um, listen, player, this, I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in this in the sense of we can have the conversation to where blue in the face of there's 
literally no off down, you know, um, off downtime for players all the times. And um, right, it's gonna be a quick off season for a lot of these rising boys that are coming back. But on the selfish standpoint, from the viewership standpoint, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I love more, the sport. more action. I Let's love go. the sport because it's the quickest off season in sports. It is. It is, man. Oh, you gotta love it, Clement Pat. That's a long, it's a long preseason, man. We'll see, man. Hey, listen, it can't come soon enough in my eyes. I mean, listen, January is going to be starting around there, getting a little little hotter. Uh, Michael, I think that's players uh, report to camp. I don't think games are going to start on the 15th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, preseason starting around then, games following not too long afterwards. You're going to need something to refresh with. And, uh, well, might have recommend this time of year. Oh, boy, here we go. Pretty sure name is going to hate this one. But our holiday cheers box, courtesy of... Four peaks, everyone. Now, here's the thing. It's it's that time of year, as you guys know. Um, you know, four peaks, this flies off the dang shelves at their eighth street pub. Um, this one, you know, I'm, I'm either very strong or um it's empty. But here's the thing. This it is empty. I'm just gonna spoiler. But here's the thing, it's really cool because you can do this sort of thing. They have their their holiday advent box, little advent calendar box, and you can literally pick a different beer. Out of every single one of those all throughout December. So, you know, start with the December one right there. And then you go to December two down there. You know, you know, you guys know how to count. Uh, probably pr- maybe better than me. We'll see. Not a numbers guy. That's Stylacki's Reese job. But, hey, uh, you go to Four Peaks. You go down to their A Street Pub and you get their holiday advent calendar box. And you can get all these different types of beers. Some of them that they carry. But some of them I've never seen before. And I haven't seen since. Very exclusive to this. Go down to Four Peaks A Street Pub. Get a cool advent calendar box. And also, it's just a great, like, fun gift you can drink. It's great for, uh, I don't know, you have coworkers who uh, like to drink some beers. Maybe in the middle of the day, maybe happy hour. I don't judge. PHNX may or may not do that. We you know, sometimes do that. But it's, of course, Four Peaks when we're doing that. Uh, make sure to go down there, A Street Pub again. Um, follow them at Four Peaks Pub and at Four Peaks Brew to keep up with everything they have going on. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly um there was a full one of those boxes actually in a crane to lift it says uh Stalaki reese yes it's very full of beer something else is very full of beer friends of circle k and you know of course they have that four peaks is that delicious beer that circle k is full of but they also have all these other liquids that uh you know make you very full right the um the polar pops gas uh i'm not gonna you know for your car definitely not for you definitely not for you let's make that caveat very clear uh Circle K is not going to like that one. Usually that's a, that's a PHX Sun Double show who's usually making that mistake, and they're not going to let me hear the end of this. Don't, no, Damon. <laughs> Don't. Max, just, you spoke, you talked a lot about them talking about the I gas. did. Okay, to be fair, they're also way more belligerent about it than don't I am. Don't drink bleach. No, dear gosh. Oh, boy. Don't drink gas. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but if you are. Nope. No. No, no, no. Don't drink anything. No, don't drink any of that stuff. You're only drinking Polar Pops. The gas goes in your car. I can't believe I have to say that on a podcast you animals but yes circle k for everything and a really cool way to do that is to join their inner circle rewards program and it's very simple download the circle k app all you need is a phone number and you get free rewards all these different types of things again five um phillips all discounted 25 cents off a gallon um you get five free polar pops you get free snacks every six hot snack is free um bag of chips pizza every time you rack up a six one it is free and starting december 1st i even saw that they're going to be doing a 31 days of giving literally if you're an inner circle member you get like free stuff discounted stuff all throughout december just by literally all you need is a phone number it's fantastic so again circle k inner circle program let's go i love the inner circle it's awesome man 
I mean, like, I feel like every time I get gas, I'm like, oh, I don't, I ran out of my inner circle, 25 cent off rewards. And every time I get it. Well, and the, and the beautiful part is too, if you're an inner circle member, you, uh, you save after you, let's say you go through those five Phillips, 25 cents off a gallon, you get three cents off a gallon standing. But if you're just filling up gas there, you then upgrade to five cents per gallon after you hit like a very easy threshold. So they're literally just trying to save you money. It's a good time, man. Gas is, gas is expensive. Circle K makes it a little bit better the chat is going nuts this is on me for uh, for talking so i'm gonna try to talk less and kind of segue into the heart of why people are here we've seen some discourse in the discord we've seen some rabble rousing on twitter people have a lot of opinions about last week's um last week's awards and we have some opinionated folks in the chat as well we got some stuff to talk about on our list but Kind of set the scene of that little clip from last week's show featuring a little screen time from, of course, our dear friend Owen. We miss him a little bit. So let's kind of recap that. This team is looking to keep a strong core together. And I'd personally expect that there's a, a chance that there could be upwards of two thirds of the players return. Mm. Okay. There we go. Ooh. That, that keeps you guys happy? Ooh. There's E News. There's your update. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, listen. Stage has been set, everyone. And uh, we know I made a list of the top 10. That's right. Not one, not two, not three, not four, or five. They're in there. But the top 10 most irreplaceable players on Phoenix Rising's roster. Now, we will caveat, right? This is not, you know, uh, this includes players who we think are probably going to be gone based on, again, their talent level, uh, guys who we don't know their contract situation. But these are just, in our opinion, based on last season's performance, these 10 guys who we want to see back no matter what. I made a list. Mr. Jake Anderson made a list. And we even had Stat Lackey Reese make a list as well. And you guys actually can't see it. We're actually going to put Stat Lackey Reese. Not only is he on the producer's mic, but we're going to have him lead this off with his list. Mr. Stat Lackey Reese, not his PHX Rising debut, but his PHX Rising off-season debut. Good sir. Your top 10 list of Phoenix Rising's most irreplaceable players. Here we go. All right, so uh, should I start reviewing from 10? Yes, okay. please. So number 10, I have Jose Andres Hernandez. Uh, you could always tell when he was in the midfield, he was always making his passes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't usually something that showed up on the score sheet with goals or assists, but pretty Mr. Consistent. There were games where he would even have passes upwards of like 80, like there were times, when, but he wouldn't miss 20, he would miss like six very little amounts. So that's why I've been on there. And, 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 for, and for this, I'm not trying to cut you off. Let's, we, we want to make sure we dissect these lists. The, the caveat for people is we all have a pretty similar starting five, but our, uh, but our six through 10, pretty different overall. So Jose Andres Hernandez, I like that shout. I think the guy's been pretty consistent. You always knew what you were getting from him. All right. So for number nine, I have uh, Renzo Zimbrano. Mm. Uh, Mr. Yellow Card. <laughs> but, uh, he was just defensively so sound he led the team in interceptions <clears throat> but he also would was pretty consistent with the ball dribbling um so that's why he's my number nine okay. uh number eight eddie manjoma statistically not very great but you could always tell <laughs> when he was on the pitch because there was there was just the eye test difference between when he was off the pitch and on the pitch of course uh number seven manuel artiaga 
Uh, we all know how he started the season poorly. But. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Mr. Mikey Vanderplas. He, he already, he already, already has. Mind. He, he already, already replaced him in the playoffs. Right. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss that. <laughs> I, I didn't put Formella in here because we, we saw games prior to Formella signing when Arteaga was in the starting lineup and the attack was sound. We were scoring goals. Thus, and I, that's why I picked Arteaga because... I mean, he scored 15 goals. You can't oh, yeah. deny that. Oh, so, yeah. um, number six, I think the top six is there's a gap between six and seven. Okay. I think the top six okay. is my like elite six. Ooh, so, like Fuen Mayor six. Um, he after the Sacramento game, he turned the page and like the rest of the team. But that's when he just stepped up. He you could tell he was just he he was just uh, incredible. Most right, minutes right. of any outfield player all year. Oh. That's right. a hell of a stat right there. Iron Man. Let's go. Wow, stat lackey Jake. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five, the man, the myth, the legend, Rocco Rios Novo. Goat. We all know what he did. Led the league in saves. Number five. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 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 Number four, Carlos Harvey. Um, even though we didn't start him towards the end of the season, but he, he was fourth in the league for duels and just bossed not only the midfield but when he played center back too was forced in there he was solid there uh third stenberg we all know how he made that impact since signing mm -hmm. um two treo i put treo in two instead of one because i thought we kind of knew coming into the season that treo if he had a good year he wouldn't be back right um yeah. and he scored 19 goals so we don't think he'll be back so and then number one panos armanakis Led the league or led the team in chances created, second in the league overall for that, and it just was the attacking mm. output in terms of chance creation and led and had so many key passes. So that's why I went him. Man, okay, that's a pretty that's honestly a pretty solid list, man. Again, we um, I, I'm even I'm even I'm, I'm look I'm looking at the at the six through ten. I, I get I fair that there's a you mentioned a big gap under six, um, but. Honestly, everything's pretty solid. All guys who are high in the minutes. This is all the beauty about this is like it's all subjective. So like we all have pretty different lists on the back end, but uh, it's pretty solid. All Jake, what would you uh, would you grade Statlakiris's uh, list? It, it's one of those to where, like you said, our top five is pretty much unanimous, or might be different. Mm -hmm. And then there, it just kind of comes down to I think like what we each value. To answer your question, I would say it's an A. Like yeah, it, it, it's a it, solid list. Everyone up there. Is pretty much who I considered as well. I mean, I I have a list of fifteen. And I had you to do. pick ten, you did. right? So it's 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 one of those where like, do you value defense more? You might be more defensive and not want to put every forward in there, or vice versa. You care more about the goal score, so maybe you didn't care as much about the the center backs or something like that. I mean, it, it it's a good list. I I I couldn't. I you could argue the bottom five. I think the top five is perfect. Love it. Love it. Okay. Every, everyone, give Stat Lackery a hand. Let's go. Let's go. Sound off, sound off in the chat as well, whether you want to give him a hand or uh, another uh, digit on your uh, hands. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. But no, shout out to Lackery's. Very well. Job well done. Give, the, give, the, give it back. Give it back to producer Damon. Come on now. Come on now. He's just trying to hog. The, now he's just trying to hog. He's trying to hog the mic, hog the headset. All right. I like that. Um, again, the theme here, there are a couple, uh, a couple of people who you guys are not going to see on our list. There's definitely some up to the bait. And I think that transitions well, Mr. Jake, the tie guy, Anderson. Would you like to rattle off your top 10? 
Yeah, I'll go uh, 10 to 1. Let's do it. All right, 10, Darnell King. Um, from a playing perspective, wasn't as good as he was when he got hurt. He was playing the best football he had ever played in his entire really? life. It was, man. Midseason. Oh, yeah. Picks up that knock, and it, and it kind of affects him. But after talking to so many guys, especially the young kids, right? Darnell is the captain of this team. He's the leader of this team. Oh yeah, and he plays. He's not just he's not just a presence. He actually plays as well. Mm -hmm. I think he has enough in his legs. Even if he doesn't, I don't want to lose him in the locker room. He he's 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 Juan's right hand man in terms of communicating to the players. Yeah, I had to keep him on the list. Andres. Um, when 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 his name you said exactly the guys love him like they they the yeah. guys talk about how important he is and he doesn't play a position that's sexy that gets the stats never. Um, Fuenmayor, you you the guy played the most minutes of anybody. He's one of your center backs. He's a he's a rock in this team. Yeah, right. Gabby Torres, this is one I think goes unnoticed. The guy only played sixteen games, I believe it was. Sorry. 17 games, he had one goal and six assists and gets hurt. Yeah. And he never comes back, and this yeah. team still won. This team still won. I think Abby Torres, if they can get back, will be almost like a, a new signing because of how much they played without him. Well, and, and not, ju not just that. <clears throat> I mean, granted, the, almost this entire team was very much turnover, but one of the very few guys who came back from the previous year. Right. So that, that shows something. Right. That shows something. Um, I think Stenberg <clears throat> goes without saying. I think Stenberg was the best center back mm -hmm. as soon as he arrived. He was from for for my money. Um, and then we get into our top five, which can go any direction. Oh, yes. Trejo, to me, was the most important player all the way around. But he's gone. Like, there's, there's just no way. And uh, he's already played in the MLS before. Like, he's not coming back. I knocked him down to three for that reason. Manu, to me, would be the next guy you need to bring back because where the hell of a goal is going to come from? Because whether you, like, whether you like Manu or not, Manu scored 15, okay? So 15 of the 54 goals you scored in the regular season. That's 27%. He scored over a quarter of your goals. Yeah. So if you were to lose him and Trejo, you're losing, what, what is that, 34 goodness. of 54 goals. Goodness gracious. So I don't really know who else you're going to bring in that's going to be like that much better. So to me, in terms of knowing you're losing Trejo, yeah. Manu has to come back. <clears throat> and the reason why I don't have Formella up here is because I would want Formella and Manu to be back. Yep. I, I went back to there's too many. I can't put I can't it's put, a lot. It's I can't a put lot. all of them in there. It's a lot. Um, Rocco and Panos, I don't even think need explaining. Sure. Right, right. Like if they if they can get Rocco to come back, that would be probably the best you know, returnee that they're unsure of. Because um, at this point, I mean, we know Panos has the extra year, but we don't know where they're at in terms of negotiations and all that. So, but to me, Panos is the one that makes his club tick. He was the, you know, what was the award for uh, mid-season transfer? We want to call it that. Yeah. Like mid-season acquisition. For for me, he changed the club it's the minute he got here. And that, and that was your vote for mid-season acquisition. Yes. See, it's funny. He didn't, he, we... John Stenberg swept up a lot. He ended up winning three awards. Uh, Pedos did not, but I think that was a lot of people's picks, and I, I think that was one of our closest uh, ones, the midseason acquisition. Um, it's interesting, kind of looking at both your guys' lists, right? <clears throat> you guys both had Panos, number one. Your guys' top five, while the order is a bit different, you shared four out of the five same players with Reese picking John Stenberg, and you have Arteaga taking his place. John Stenberg, six on your list, so just on the outside. Carlos Harvey, didn't even mention him. Just kind of breezed past him as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those to where 
the maybe their biggest stats are yellow cards sure Emmons and Brano <laughs> but it's like they run more than anybody else okay they do the off the ball work that does not have a stat you have to watch you have to see the work rate you have to see what they do and when you when you watch Carlos Harvey play you're just like this guy doesn't stop sure this is the classic <laughs> this is what Landon Donovan called rising he used to call him was like playing uh, racehorses mm-hmm. that's what playing Phoenix Rising was like he's the epitome of that if you have that engine in the midfield, man, you you have control of a midfield. You have dominance of a game. I mean, he they won the title for a reason. Okay. There's too many players that need to come back. There is. Well, and, and even hearing like both both of you guys, you're right. Both of you guys pick a wing back, which while that's not a you know, wing back, back four, you know, yeah. however they played throughout the year, it's interesting knowing how many different guys have cycled through both that left and right side due to form, mainly due to injuries. Guys have lost their place. Some of them have gotten their back, place back at some point. Some of them didn't. But so many different guys featured. And it's very interesting. You taking Gabby Torres, um, Reese taking Eddie Majoma. It's very interesting just like knowing there's so much depth. And you can... Here's the thing. As crazy as it is, you could probably put multiple wingbacks on those lists. I could. I think you make a claim for both Gabby Torres and Eddie Majoma and Darnell King, as you put, of like... But all three couldn't start. But that's the thing. All three couldn't start, but they're that valuable in that system of like those wingbacks, those guys on the outside are so important. You need a lot of guys. So I think it's just interesting trends to kind of uh, look between what you guys are given. Uh, Reese, I kind of asked a question... Uh, to Jake about your list. I know you're not on mic, but uh, what would you uh, what would you grade? Oh, we're getting a little hand we're getting a little handoff here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. This is an impromptu handoff. That's that's on me. I didn't give you guys a heads up. Thought he's about to go gladiator. He's about to go gladiator. He's a, he's about to he's about to dr- give a grade, drop a mic. What would you give uh, Mr. Jake Anderson's uh, top ten list? Uh, I'd give it an A. Okay. I know, just piggybacking oh, off oh, what so Jake nice. said for me, but um, <laughs> I think the inclusion of Gabby Torres wasn't one that I really considered sure. because he didn't play so many games. But when you look back to when he was signed here, uh, what, 2022, yeah. he made an instant impact there in, yes. what, very few games too, very just like games. he did this year. So that's why I gave him extra points. I, I mean, I remember if we even harken back to that offseason um, – I mean, goodness, we 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 saw that that's that re-signing happened relatively early on within the offseason. And we were kind of thinking like, okay, Gabby Torres, we were we had votes of like who was I believe it was like guy with most potential or something along those lines, or guys who like you're most looking forward to seeing. And he was up there. He was very much up there. And I think it's cool that like, you know, he still kind of resonates even after the injuries, even after some of that lack of playing time. But uh he's a guy who clearly we want in there. Last uh, stat for yes. you. So the the team played, um, what is it, 40 games, I believe, this year? Somewhere, right? 34 plus 4 plus 2. Is mm. it 1-1 one, one game? Yeah, so 40. So you had Jose Hernandez, Renzo, Carlos Harvey, Rocco, Trejo, Fuenmayor, Minjoma, and Arteaga play 35 or more of those games. Goodness gracious. And then there's a little bit of a drop-off. Um, so those, those, were, those were the guys. Like, yeah. those are the guys who, A, stayed healthy, and B, played literally almost every game. Yeah. I mean, Rocco was the only one that was on the bench for all 40. Um, but Mayor, Eddie, and Manu were all... they. There was one game where they didn't go on the bench. Sure. It's fair. I mean, it's it's fair. probably because of red cards, to be honest. 
Well, with Manu, it had to be a red. I mean, remember that red? Yeah. yeah. So how can how can how can one forget? That was still quite the performance. Uh, oh, what could have been? Oh, San Antonio. Um, okay, I'm seeing a couple. Just to, before I go, just seeing a couple uh, comments in chat. A lot of Gallardo shouts, uh, missed opportunities on there. That's uh, this unfortunate miss. Um, apparently, according to a lot of people, Devin all saying Gallardo at twelve. You do have got Garo twelve, okay. Uh, Rakowski, uh, yep, did not did not make the list. Unfortunate. I think that's a snub in some people's eyes. Um, definitely, I will say though, uh, like Rakowski actually did you know get high votes on uh, kind of like a locker room kind of kind of guy within our chat or within our wards. I'm trying to think. I think he came in. I think he placed top three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but certainly was on the short list at the worst case. But a guy who he has experience. Maybe not a bad thing to have as like just a guy who has a death piece, a guy who's been there, done that, um, and it will help provide some wisdom um, in the locker room. But uh, yeah, and I'm even seeing bees in the chat. A lot of former rising players. There we go. I love it. Overdeserving of an MLS entry bid. Oh, oh Niall Dunn's a great show. I cannot wait to see this kid finally be healthy. Oh my gosh. And get some playing oh time. I, he's he's finally becoming a man because he was a child when he when he signed. So he's still growing. Yeah. You know, it's that's what's crazy about it. Yeah. I mean, on that Golden Man Pat Dunn needs to play or send him elsewhere. The boy gets some games. Yep, that's fair. Um, you know, you're hoping you're hoping just they're able to they're able to kind of work him in one hundred one hundred percent without a doubt. All right. Here we go. Let's jump into mine. Top ten. I haven't seen this. Yeah. All right. Well, for <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's a lot of similar guys that are on uh, your guys' list, just a bit of different wording. I'll start with the one who was not on either list, and this is continuing a bit of the, I guess I want to say wingback thing, but also as we saw um, throughout the playoffs, right? I mean, Quejo, listen, this to me is the one that I... I feel kind of weird putting in the list because it's like, okay, you look at the full body of work. Was he always the one fully contributing, um, you know, to either from a minute standpoint or from a goals assist standpoint throughout the season consistently? No, he wasn't. But if you have a guy who is able to just have that clutch gene and I kind of look at this as a not a high risk, high reward, but like a boomer bust type of player. To me, the number of times that he just absolutely came through in the clutch in regular season, in the playoffs, this team would not have um, a championship title without him. Like, to me, that's an absolute definition of having an irreplaceable player. So I got to have him on that. Again, Jose Andres Hernandez continuing the trend. And I'm actually looking at this now. We all had Jose Andres Hernandez at either at ninth or 10th. And that just shows how, while he is irreplaceable, the man is still underrated by just how darn good and consistent that he is. The engine that hums, again, um, he was very much well-liked on the team, liked by the fans, and he was never going to eat. He didn't always give you that like amazing wow game, but he never disappointed in the consistency. I can't remember a single time that man lost the ball, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, going eight, I got Darnell King. Right, Jake, I know you had him as your 10th guy. Again, this is a combination of both the play and the locker room experience, kind of like as you alluded to, right? Like, rocking just playing. Listen, he he's a guy who he, he wasn't really going to give you those 90 minutes, but his he was in pretty peak form for a solid 60 70 minutes when he would play those matches and especially how this team runs their wingbacks. That's a solid place to be. I have no qualms with that whatsoever. And then you talk about just the intangibles, the locker room presence, the cat, oh, Capitan that this guy brings you. I mean, what more can you say? So Darnell King, number eight there. Number seven, 
I have his, um, you know, often very much his uh, wingback counterpart, Eddie Manjoma, right? He's very much on the left-hand side. His natural position very much is on the right, but he is able to, like, I think out of everyone who played on those outsides there, he was the guy who, to me, he was A, most consistent. B, I think he gave you the most in terms of defensive presence as well as more than enough firepower moving forward. And listen, he's not a stat sheet kind of guy. He gave you, you know, he had he had that very memorable opening goal. He, um, he had a couple of assists sprinkled in there. But just a guy who, I think from the engine standpoint, he's a guy who, whenever he was out there, you kind of knew, again, what you're getting from him would put in an honest shift. Arteaga have just outside... The top five at number six. Again, um, you kind of look at, excuse me, as I as I swallow some saliva there. I uh, didn't need to know that, but here we go. Um, yeah, as as I kind of look at right outside at number six, you know, Arteaga, again, just the goal contributions. Yes, he was streaky. Yes, he was a guy who, I don't know, he wasn't always as consistent in terms of being that reliable goal threat as Danny Trejo was. But again, where do these goals come from if he's not there? So right outside my top five, getting in the top five, Carlos Harvey, Mr. Do Everything. This man, without a doubt, was our man of the match more often than really anyone else, just from a pure, I think, just kind of gut standpoint. I'm, Carlos Harvey was just the engine. He was the guy who can do a bit of everything. Again, I would not, I don't expect him to be here. I think he's moving on to greeter pastures. He's just that darn good. But yeah, there we go. Um, number four, and listen, you guys both had him at one, and I, I was honestly having a hard time not including him in the top three. This honestly might be one of the more controversial placings. At Penos Armanakas, I, I think if you're talking about the soul like transformation that he brought to this team he might be number one off this list if you're going just off of that the before and after when this team had him in there was absolutely monumental you know we're kind of talking about Arteaga right he Arteaga is a type of scorer who really thrives off people putting him in the right position how many times did we see Panos put him in the right position his link-ups with Danny Trejo you know, we're just absolutely, you know, legendary down the stretch. Pedro Samarnakas to me is a very influential player and it was very difficult for me to not put him in the top three. John Stenberg does crack my top three. Again, just from a rock solid perspective, maybe one time I can recall him maybe being slightly late to ball, getting a wrong foot. Um, it was the opening goal against San Diego. Maybe that's a bit of recency bias, but like other than that, Dude has just been phenomenal. Right place, right time. Towering, um, you know, towering header in the final. But that goal aside, just... The dude was a stud, was an absolute stud, was an absolute legend, absolutely won him back. To me, number two, Rocco Rios Novo. I think just not just for the saves and just how he's able to um, really just frustrate opposing attackers and everything like that, but just to me, it's so influential how this team looks to play out of the back, how you you put another keeper in. They might be a good shot stopper, but just the presence and calm that he has on the ball, again, the man who was 20 through a good chunk of the season, 21 by the time they won the final, he looked like a darn grizzled veteran and such a difference where I want that guy back. And he really would have been number one on my list if it weren't for Danny Trejo. Now, listen, I get it. I absolutely shocked, absolutely shocked if Danny Trejo isn't back in any sort of capacity. I don't expect him back. He is you know, he is onto much, much greener pastures. And I get that kind of reflect in your guys' list. If I'm just looking at this unbiasedly, he is my number one indispensable player. Or, oh God, it's J uh, Damon's going to hate me for this. The irreplaceable player. Um, because he just made the absolute difference from the attacking standpoint. The goals always came from him, seemingly. Yes, Manuel Arteaga had goals in him. But to me, Danny Trejo was the true difference maker. If we're taking him out of the equation, to me, Rocco is, in my mind, the easy number one. But uh, Danny Trejo... My number one.
irreplaceable player. Here we go. Gentlemen, please weigh in. Hit me. What we got? I think your your top half, especially with, with Danny being number one, it's kind of like we all understood how important Danny was to the team. Um, and I, to answer your question, I think your your list is is an A. I, I don't oh, think you. I don't think there's anyone there that <laughs> that really you look at and you think like what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. I think the big thing with Panos is, and we can see it in the chat. Yeah. It's it's. Panos may not be the best player, mm-hmm. but he's the most important, the most influential, mm. right? He 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 makes him tick. He he turns the lock. He he he, like he 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 might be this. He might get the hockey assist. You might not see it in the stats, but as, as we said, like it's a chance is created. Sure, right? Look at the. I mean, for as much as people hate XG and XA, look at the XA for Panos, man. Yeah, like if if not every uh, ball is going to be finished, and you need good strikers to have those assist counts, but the creations will always be there. The XA will always be there. I just don't see personally where you're going to replace him. Like, what are you going to, where are you going to find a guy? Sure. Because if you do, like, he's going to cost a lot. Sure. And uh, I mean, I'm going to probably say this before. Stylak like Reesim gets on a chance created. Again, if it hasn't already mentioned, 47 chances created, most on the team, 140 penalty area entries, 140 most on the team. Again, this guy hasn't been here for the full season. That is quite remarkable. That was quite remarkable. All right, Max. I am giving you your grade on your list a uh. three out of four. Um, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm giving you a so three that, out of that's four. a seventy-five percent. So a C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm giving. I'm actually that's a deep guy. Two, three out of fours. Um, I like, He's been waiting for this moment for weeks. <laughs> um, I, I like the first nine players you picked. I thought the order was a bit jumbled up, that's but fair. for that's fair. I think your biggest exclusion. Uh, leaving out Fuenmayor, I think that fair. shows That's just fair. how underrated he became after that kind of poor performance in Sacramento. He rebounded so well. And- yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the that's the beauty about this is, I mean, he, if I had, I mean, again, he was very very close to being my top ten. Again, I'm kind of going high impact, and a, most of my list was over the course of the season. But then you see like Aquajo and some guys who like to me, maybe it's a bit of recency bias, maybe it's just rising in the moment, but. Uh, I think that's the beauty about all these is you ask 10 different people, you're going to get 10 completely different lists. Heck, you had 100 people, you're going to get 100 different lists. Um, I'm seeing in the chat, I think Scott gave me a C, Albert gave me a C plus. Um, the chat's harsh on me, but I expect nothing less. Here's a, here's a quick question I have because yeah. it's something that I think about a lot when it comes to awards, um, especially when we see defenders and maybe some defensive midfielders and goalkeepers, obviously. They, they, they're... They never win the big award, right? And and my question to you guys is, I mean, what do we, what should we value or what do you personally value more? Because mm. we look at defensive-minded players. We look at a center back and we look at a goalkeeper, let's say a holding midfielder as well. They play the best possible game that they can. That's a clean sheet. Mm. But that doesn't win you a game. Sure. And you look at a forward and the whole point of the game is to score. Sure. And you need to find someone who can do that, and the forwards can actually win you games. Sure. Right? If you don't have a defense, it's not going to matter because you'll allow. But it's just one of those, if both are playing at their absolute best, is that why we give it to the attackers? Because they're the ones that win games, and the defenders are the ones who who keep you in it, so to speak. Now, we can get into knockout football to where it doesn't matter. You can just go straight to pens. Yeah. But you still need guys to put it in that when it comes penalty you still time. Do. Yeah, I mean, you can miss three in a row after being yeah. up two nothing and 100%. lose a final at home, right? One hundred percent. No, it's um, 
I mean, man, and this is like the beautiful philosophical question. And honestly, this this leads into what we're going to be looking at throughout the the um, off season of like, right, wish lists, guys we want, um, both category wise of like goalkeeper, defender, getting more specific, but even like identifying certain players. And then we'll see that come through as guys are re-signed, as new guys are signed in. I mean, you know, I, I mean, to me, this is why I you know, I personally put Rocco and Danny in that, in those top two is because to me, if I'm looking to build a team and you cannot start with just two people, but if I'm boiling it down to the very, very simple ones, goalkeeper can erase a lot of bad defensive play. He can help keep guys in games. Like again, if a ball goes in the back of the net, that's bad for you. You want a guy who can, you know, help stop shots and really dictate the flow of that passing game. If I'm looking at the offensive side of the ball, it's essentially almost a similar type of discussion for um, scoring goals. Again, I'm, I'm a cliche. I'm a cliche guy. Goals change games and you can muck it up in a gross game. But if you win one nil, you win one nil. And we've seen rising do that. We have seen rising with th- this season with Danny Trejo with some one nil games or some two one games where my goodness, it was gross, but they did it. And I think that's why to me, I think I value both of those guys um, and really those positions so heavily. If I'm looking at one that's such a tough choice. That is an absolutely tough choice. I, I still probably go forward. Maybe that's, again, just a bit of a bias showing, again, former Golden Boot winner, uh, just in case no one knew there. But, um, yeah, you know, just got a shout out there. How old were you? <clears throat> I, was, I was actually uh, within the last uh, two years. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Yes, it was in the in last what, year. In what league? Uh, it was actually uh, really one of the reasons <laughs> I already tied away. This in FIFA? Like- no, no, no. This is in real life. No, one of the one of the one of the top leagues in uh, in Arizona. Um, top uh, top three, some might say. Um, uh, non-professional uh, Sunday league, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. It's a good time. Okay. It's a good time. <laughs> uh, yes, the division Sunday league. That was me. That was me. Um, yeah, man, it's, it, I mean, as B is saying, right, side test for his analytics. There's just a lot going on there. Um, I'm going to be curious. We'll put these out on Twitter and we'll see what people think, kind of the reception. But um, who is, um, if you had to pick one guy who didn't make your list, who would be your number 11? I know you had it written down on there. It's Formella. It is Formella. Okay. Reese, you, you, I'll, I'll share it with, I'll Darnell. share it. Darnell, that's fair. Um, yeah, I would have been Fuenmayor. It's, uh, just the, just the spine of the team, and um, I already had a lot of other other defenders in there, but got to give it the performance. I think too with a guy like Mo Traore, it's it's not that he's like he's like it's just difficult with the players that are on loan. Yeah, because it's like you have zero control yeah. of the player, so it's like I, 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 if Mo played well this year, she's gonna go back to LAFC and. Maybe yeah. he never comes back to USL, right? Yeah. And it's just like there's nothing you can do about that. But it's thank you for your services. Yeah. Um, but another guy that I don't think any of us had that I think deserved at least a shout. Very much so. And again, it's uh, that if you're talking about guys who really have like most improved over a course of like the season from start to finish, my word, he's got to be absolutely up there. Sorry, goalie man, Pat, but uh, Kev no longer plays for this team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. Kev, uh, goodness gracious. I wish I could put him on there. Um, I wish Kev could be back. Yeah. I mean, he's at the final. That's true. Real quick. Yes. Kev, let's let's realize what Kev did when he came to the final on a Sunday. Huh? Saturday night, RSL lost in penalties in the playoffs. Saturday night. So when I, I was talking to him afterwards, he was like, yeah, man, I was, I was thinking I was about to see two of my teams lose back-to-back nights in penalties in the playoffs. I mean, gutting. I'm glad he got the medal, though. Yeah. Goodness. I mean, 
the man the man is man is a lot of ways people will, say, will consider him heart and soul phoenix rising uh, and definitely has been for a long time what's up em how are you I doing a- good shout out there um actually put Emma on the spot and she will be absolutely she might she might be happy might be furious oh well I'm not going to say Emma, you know, does or doesn't like OGs right here in the background, right? Uh, bing, bang, boom. But uh, yeah, rumor has it. Big fan, right? We all like OGs here. We love OGs. You know, it is a PHNX staple. Again, you guys, uh, guys are on LinkedIn. First off, get on LinkedIn. It's a great platform. It's uh, not just for not just for making connections, making friends. But uh, hey, LinkedIn, uh, we put on there that OGs is our first um, multi-year uh partner at a uh, renewal partner at the phnx level on uh, on with us another two years they've been rocking with us for a while uh you know ogs shout out to them here we go i want you guys to do me a favor this ends on thursday again this thursday in two days use promo code phnx 25 uh, percent off i almost said cents it's not 25 cents it's 25 percent off at zenleafdispensaries.com emma confirms she loves ogs Seeing Sam in the chat. Hi, Max. Uh, she likes OGs as well. Boom. There we go. Love. You're right. Loves. Emma loves OGs. All caps. 100%. All caps. She is yelling at me that she loves OGs. Again, use promo code PHNX at zenleafdispensaries.com. 25% off. There are multiple Zen Leaf dispensaries all throughout the valley. We're talking North Valley, South Valley, East Valley. I believe there's even one in West Valley. Um, but yeah, helps us out. And it's also just a cool thing for the partnership. They have the fruits, the creams, sativas, indicas, all of that great stuff. And yes, of course, look at Emma's comment. Code PHNX, giving you a discount. Go get it. Ends on Thursday. Do it now. Help your boy. Make me happy. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Make yourself happy with some OGs. Not a doctor, but they'll make you happy. Um, sorry, going man, Pat. I, I don't know if, if if we made it confusing, but it, like Kev got sold in in August. That's fair. Um, so we were just going based off players that kind of finished the, with the team. Yes, we we would all have, like all three oh, of goodness. us would have had Kev probably oh, in doubt. the top three, if not top two. Um. But it's just not possible, unfortunately. Yes. But is. we're happy for him that he moved up in his career. He was here, in my opinion, for way too long. Yeah. I thought he could have gotten called up maybe after three years, and it took six. So, yeah. happy for Kev, though. Good happy. to see him playing with Jamaica, and hopefully he gets some more run, um, having a full preseason and all that. Yeah, 100%. Um, Albert in the chat feels like a paid appearance um, by Emma. No, absolutely not paid. Emma just genuinely likes what we do. We have cool freaking partners. Shout out. I literally keep on pointing the wrong way. I don't know how uh, cameras work. Yes. Thank you. Shout out OG's brands. They freaking love them. They're just cool people. Um, yes. Kev got sold. Um, got sold. That's why he was not on this list. Something else that's been sold a lot is the phnxlogger.com. What's on the PHNX locker that got sold? We had a great Black Friday sale. Um, our Phoenix Rising Championship shirts are flying off the wall like hotcakes. I got mine. I got multiple. They're coming in hot. People have been asking, when are they going to ship? Listen, our people are working hard um, on shipping a lot of things out. You'll get it in time for the holidays with time to spare. I promise you. But here's the other thing. They are running out of stock. And that's a fantastic thing because my word that rise to the top T is flying off the shelves. Small, three items left. Medium, five left. Large, seven left. XL, XXL, 3XL. 3XL is one item left. Listen, guys, everything's in single digits now of our rise to the top champions shirt. If you haven't got one now, 
What are we doing? Get one now. It's a great holiday gift. Get it for yourself. Gift yourself. Treat yourself. It's fantastic. Be a champion. Just like Phoenix Rising. Just like this podcast. I'm, we're honorary champions. We are champions. You can be a champion too with this t-shirt. Again, we got um, we got our Phoenix Rising tee that I'm wearing. We got the one you see on screen there. Um, we got the scarf, everything like that. Check it out. It's a fantastic time. Again, phxlocker.com. Become a diehard as well. Um, you know, again, the only place where you can watch Max get a tattoo. It's fantastic. Um, also, a ton of fun coverage and content we're we'll be having um, only for diehards in Max our Discord channel. Yeah, Max is getting a tattoo. But, yeah, but that makes you happy, buddy. Clip it. No, well, we not to clip that. <laughs> Max is getting a tattoo. I, I, you say it just like Owen, which I hate. Yeah, I know. I love that. I hate, so, I love I hate that. it so much. Oh, gosh. Um, yes. Uh, Diehards, Diehard memberships make a great gift for the holiday season. Again, phnxlogger.com, where you can get all of that. Diehards get a free shirt upon signing up. Um, man, we went through a lot. Little uh, little plug there. Um, again, just kind of like looking ahead for, again, what the offseason has. Again, we're going to be going through um, this year place, PHNX underscore underscore rising for signings, re-signings, new signings, speculation, uh, wish lists of players, of areas to improve, everything like that. We have a lot going on, and rumor has it, and my goodness, I cannot emphasize enough rumors, but there should be some good things coming down the pipeline, not just from us here at the PHNX Rising podcast from a content perspective, we're talking rising news, vlogging stuff coming through. That's what we hear. That's what we hear. That's all we'll say. It's all speculation. Or is it? No, it totally is. But uh, hey, all good stuff. Um, Mr. Jake Anderson, anything you have for the people? Not rising related, but USL related. Mark Lowry, Indy 11. Oh my God. Parted ways today. Yeah. Timing makes no sense to me because obviously you're formulating your roster. Mm-hmm. Well, you have been, you would think. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Just he, he was so good at El Paso, wasn't quite as sharp yeah. at Indy. I really am interested to see where he goes. Seems like a lot. I mean, if you're if you, we know that Twitter discourse can be Twitter discourse, but a lot of people on there seem like it was a it was an interesting interesting move, and they feel like he's a, he's a good coach. See what happens. See what happens, man. Um, Reese, anything you have for the people? I like your list, by the way. You did good. You did good today. You know, not just a style like he gives me a cheesy thumbs up. We like that. We like that. We're not. I'm, that's definitely not. That's definitely not making the podcast. We're not going to even utter what he said. Um, cut, cut his mic. The one he doesn't. No. Uh, yeah. Wait. No. <laughs> uh, Tottenham blue. Tottenham blue. That's what I think you meant. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Goodness. Um, we have a lot of fun here, guys. Um, I don't it's know like when. Three game losing streak for you guys. I'm going to end this podcast before it gets worse. Um, yeah, we're, we're on the come up, folks. Um, don't get slightly involved. We have a we have a whole, uh, you know, t- uh, Spurs Villa thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to get into it. But uh, anyway, anyway, appreciate everyone joining us. I have no idea when Owens get back. Um, it might be next week. It might be the week after. Maybe it's like a couple months from now. Hopefully. No, but he'll be back soon. Um, appreciate Mr. Jake Anderson for hopping on. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Mr. Jake Ty Guy Anderson at, oh, what, JWA1994? That's it. Man, I got it. The old noodle doesn't fail me yet. You can follow Mr. Statlacky Reese, who just, just did a great job. Just a wonderful appearance. Statlacky extraordinaire. And with a little talking, with a little list analysis, a listicle, if you will, uh, at Reese11 underscore, just the one underscore. You can follow producer Damon, Damon Dog, at Damon Dog with a D-A-W-G. 
Um, of course, follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. I'm putting you on the spot here. Double the fun. Okay. We, we like the old reliable. Especially when uh, Scott S is uh, telling you to call my agent. Oh, gosh. Must resign. Well, our, our people talk to your people. I love it. I love <laughs> it. No, we're absolutely going to have Jake on the pod throughout the offseason and beyond that. We love we love Mr. Ty Guy. But, uh, hey, appreciate everyone. We went through our irreplaceables today. You in the chat, all you guys, you're irreplaceable in my mind because it's a beautiful game, but it's so much more beautiful when there's just that Phoenix Rising just sign, re-sign everyone. They're all irreplaceable and we run it back. Okay, bye, guys.